Hello, you're listening to Sarah Archer in episode 188 of the Speaking Club podcast. I want to start this show with a quote from Aristotle. We are what we repeatedly do. Excellence, then, is not an act, but a habit. I started this podcast for two reasons. Because I want to help people recognise the power of stories and humour in speaking and because I believe it's your message that counts, not the number of ums and ahs you use. There are some organisations that want to create robot speakers. They want you to sacrifice your personality in order to speak perfectly. But I want to let you know that you can be yourself and a sensational speaker. So, if you want to be a speaker that connects and engages authentically through stories, a speaker that gives value as well as a great performance, then welcome home. Hey, how are you? You okay? I'm good. I just came back from my mini moon in London and saw Back to the Future the musical, which was amazing. I wasn't sure it was going to work on stage, but it was fantastic. It was very funny. The music was good and there were some brilliant stunts and it was very slick. You could see the hours of thought, planning and rehearsal that must have gone into getting everything on point. And greatness certainly doesn't happen by accident or even talent, which brings me to what I want to talk to you about today. But first, I want to ask you, do you have what it takes to become a successful speaker? You're certainly on the journey since you're listening to The Speaking Club. But there are a lot of people who want it, who dream of holding the audience in the palm of their hand and getting all the records that come with it, which are significant. But so often they never progress from dreaming to doing. So what makes the difference between the many and the few? Well, in this show, I'm going to share with you the cold, hard, simple truth of what makes that difference so that you know what you need to do to achieve your speaking goals. Now, let's get on the same page. First of all, I want to talk to you about football players, soccer players, as they're also known. How long do you think a professional football player actually interacts with the ball in a 90-minute football match? Go on, have a guess. It's actually 60 to 90 seconds, a minute to a minute and a half. That is a minuscule percentage of time. And yet they train five to six days every week because they know that whenever they get that touch on the ball, they have to make it count. So not only do they train for fitness, they practice passing, shooting, set pieces So that good becomes a habit. It becomes instinctive. Because that one touch could make the difference between their team winning or losing. Okay, that's footballers. Practicing many hundreds of hours for just minutes on the the ball. But let me ask you another question. What percentage of time do you think you spend communicating? And by that, I mean speaking uh, one-to-one, on the phone, pitching, networking, presenting. What do you think? Now, how much time do you spend practicing your speaking, your content and your delivery? 
Most people I ask say that they spend 60 to 80% of their time communicating when they think about it. And 0 to 2% practicing. Isn't that shocking when you think about it? And the thing is this, right? Just like with professional athletes or actors or musicians, in fact, anyone that wants to excel in any area, the thing that separates out the best from the rest in speaking as well is deliberate practice. Because deliberate practice will cement learning and it creates habits. A great speaker is always looking for ways to make their content or delivery more compelling, more impactful, so that they can make a difference. And deliberate practice is a massive part of this. And the bottom line is, if you don't practice, you won't improve. Simples. And there are three direct outcomes that will come from spending time practicing your content and speaking skills. First of all, your confidence will increase exponentially and your performance will be better for it. Number two, you're going to come across as more natural and authentic. Let me tell you about this year's Edinburgh Fringe. As you can imagine, with COVID, it was all very last minute. And as a result, we had very little time to get the play ready. If if you didn't know, I was in a play at Edinburgh Fringe this year, just in case you've missed uh, previous episodes where I've talked about it. And I think before we arrived, the cast just had like three rehearsals altogether. And although our performances were good at the start, we knew they could be better. So every day we would run lines on the way into the city. We wanted to make the words our own. And as we did this, as we got better and more familiar with the words, we were able to breathe more life into the characterization. It became more natural. There was more personality and our performances and the play got better and better. Now, in the past, I wouldn't have done so many line runs, certainly not every day. But going forward, I'm certainly going to incorporate this into my schedule during a play run. And the same will be true for your speaking. If you practice, you'll be able to let go of worrying about the words. You'll get comfortable using your voice and body to bring your talks and stories to life. They'll feel and look more natural. And really importantly, your personality will come through too. And then there's the third direct outcome from practice. And that is you'll start to build the right habits. When I was playing tennis competitively, I would practice my second serve over and over again. And that's because I knew that when I was under pressure, you know, when I was break point down and my first serve missed, I had to be able to rely on that second serve. And previously, the pressure had got to me. But after practicing that second serve, consistently, constantly, it became less vulnerable to pressure and my consistency improved and I won more games. The same is true for your speaking. If you're able to practice your speaking skills, then they'll become second nature. Because the issue is that when we're in pressure situations, we revert to what's comfortable. So if we're comfortable speaking quietly or quickly 
or putting our hands in our pockets or looking down at the floor when we talk. That's what we're going to do. But once our new skills become a habit, they won't fail you, even under extreme pressure and the most challenging circumstances. You'll be able to have them in your speaking toolkit to rely on whatever the situation, whatever size audience you're speaking to, no matter how far outside your comfort zone you are. So the big question is, well, Sarah, what should we be practicing? Well, I guess part of this does come down to you and where you are on your speaking journey. Let me ask you some questions. What areas of your speaking do you feel least confident about? What do you do when you're under pressure? What habits do you revert to that maybe you need to change? When I work with people, we do an assessment first to see where they think they are and where they want to be. And then I give my view on where I think they are. And if you can get an outside perspective on this, on the things that you need to work on, that's great. But if that's not possible for you, then then video yourself and see what you notice. And some of the obvious areas to work on are your posture, your voice, you know, are you getting variety in it? Are you getting energy into it? Are you, you know, that's are you conveying the passion for what you're talking about? Gestures, another thing. And, and I just want you to make sure that you're not doing anything that would distract the audience and undermine your message. As you know, I'm all for being you as a speaker, except where something that you're doing is undermining you and distracting your audience. So just look out for those things. And then you can also look at your content making sure that it sounds conversational, that it relates to the problem and the pain of your target customer, that it's punchy, engaging, and moves them towards the action that you want them to take. So that's some things for you to think about in terms of what you do when you practice. And the next question you might have was, how often should you practice? My view is ideally, you would practice your speaking every week so that these skills and behaviours become habitual. Book it into your calendar and have something practical to work on so that you, you don't feel you're doing it for no reason. You know, I love having a dog because it means I can combine taking the dog and exercise. So I'm always for doing things which are practical and move you forward as well. So um, maybe it's a pitch or a story or we're practising a live um, or your origin story, whatever it is, you know, try and make it something tangible so you feel like it's useful to you as well as moving you forward and practicing specific things. Now, obviously, if you're going to be doing a talk and you're leading up to that, then your practice time should increase. You know, I'd be doing it every day, you know, making sure you're comfortable with it. You know, the st- structure, you know, you, you're not going to get lost, that you're practicing where you've choreographed things in and so on and also you can do some extra practice as you go about your everyday life in the shower in the car while you're waiting for the kettle to boil the aim is that your content becomes super familiar and your skills become ingrained you can also go to a speaking group like Toastmasters but just make sure you don't just listen you actually get the chance to practice Oh, and, and don't lose your personality. Don't let them, you know, make you into a speaking robot. That's the only caveat with that. Of course, 
there is another place that you can go to practice your content and messaging where you can get feedback and coaching every week. And that is the Speaking Club Live with me. Now, in this group, we've got authors, experts, business owners working on all aspects of speaking, pitching, webinars, talks, podcasts, and so on, nailing their content, nailing their messaging, nailing their delivery and skills. It's a safe space where you can build great speaking habits and improve your storytelling and your skills, and you'll get accountability and support to achieve your goals. But whatever you do, whether you practice at home, yourself, video, you go to Toastmasters, or you come and join me in the Speaking Club Live, make sure you get that deliberate practice in. You're not just listening to podcasts, reading books, you implement because that's the only way you're going to grow. Okay, so if you want to try out the Speaking Club, by all means do come and try it for a month. I promise you'll love it. Uh, You can find out more about that option at saraharcher.co.uk slash club. But as I said, whatever you do, get practicing. So here are your takeaways for this episode. The one thing that separates the best from the rest is deliberate practice. Deliberate practice turns new skills into habits that you can rely on under pressure. Deliberate practice gives you confidence, authenticity and improved performance. And in terms of what you should focus on first, try working on the areas you're least confident in. Ideally, get external feedback on your practice and obviously coaching if you can. That's always good to move you forward, see things that you can't see yourself. But if this isn't possible, record and review, noticing things that aren't working or may distract the audience from your message. Practice at least once a week and try to build additional mini practice sessions into your everyday life. And as I said, if you want to get deliberate practice, feedback and coaching in a safe space, then come and check out Speaking Club Live. There you go. That is the cold, hard, simple truth that I promise will make a big difference to your speaking success. And I hope that you build practice into your schedule so that you can really make your speaking goals uh, come alive rather than just daydream about what's possible. Okay, well, that's it from me for this week. Thank you so much for listening. And as ever, if you enjoy the show and if you get value from it, please do take a couple of minutes to leave a rating or review if you haven't already done so at ratethispodcast.com slash TSC. I really appreciate you taking the time to do that. I love getting the feedback and make it an honest review. If you don't like something, let me know. I can change it then. And finally... As you know, I want you to go out, grab your life by the nuts and get practicing with your speaking. Bye-bye. Getting to practice your speaking in front of an audience is a crucial part of testing your message and developing your skills and experience as a speaker. Yet opportunities to do this in the right environment can be hard to find. Add in the chance to get expert feedback and coaching on your content structure and delivery and the opportunities are even fewer. But that's what you'll get as a member of the Speaking Club Live. Each week we'll be focusing on a different aspect of business speaking, from pitching to presenting to videos and lives. There'll be hot speak slots and you'll get the chance to practice sharing your message, your storytelling, your humour and all the different aspects of speaking in front of me and other members. Then you'll get feedback and coaching from me and your peers so that you're moving forward on your speaking journey with accountability and support. 
If you'd like to find out more about how you can become a member of the Speaking Club Live so that you can build your confidence, improve your delivery and become a better speaker, then go to saraharcher.co.uk slash club now.